What's up, y'all? We're back on the Oddly Observant Podcast. And today, we're going to do a short episode. We're going to talk a little bit about the CEO of Twitter, Jack Dorsey, getting hacked. And to have more of a technical background on it, I brought on a guest expert. And you're actually going to be hearing more from him on the next episode. Please welcome Aldo Gonzalez. Aldo, you want to say what's up to everybody? Uh-huh. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. What's up, everyone? All right, guys, let's hop right into this. We're going to give you an interesting story about what happened to Jack Dorsey, the CEO of Twitter. Although, you ready for this? Yeah, man, let's get right into it. All right, guys, so the story goes a little something like this. Jack Dorsey, the CEO of one of the top companies in the world, Twitter, and also the uh, Square, if y'all use the Cash app, but in this case, Twitter. All of a sudden, about four or five days ago, his Twitter account start uh, tweeting really profane things and instantly everybody knew his account was hacked well if he can get hacked anyone can get hacked and it's immediately the red flags went up in my head think about the implications you know what if this was the president or a leader of another country and they tweeted something crazy because they got hacked and it started a war or something but I'll give you a little bit more background on this Jack Dorsey and his company Twitter bought a third-party app that allowed you to tweet via an SMS text. And, you know, as time's gone on, there's been found that there's a vulnerability in this third-party app, which Twitter integrated into their system. And the hacker group that hacked Jack Dorsey used this in to then hack Jack Dorsey. But the way they did this was they did a thing called SIM swapping. And as you can imagine, this is talking about the SIM cards. They tricked and or impersonated AT&T that this hacker group was Jack Dorsey or they had someone on the inside that got all the SIM information and then copied it over and infiltrated the system via this third-party app. But regardless, Jack Dorsey got hacked and the world was kind of shocked when he was tweeting bad words to say the least. And, you know, I just start to think about the implications again, immediately. It could have been so much worse if it wasn't just a hacker crew that was doing it as a joke. So although to bring you in on this, cause I know you work in the industry, what could have Twitter have done better? And is there anything really Jack Dorsey could have done? So he wouldn't have got hacked and, basically scared everybody yeah i mean from what i know um i believe that jack dorsey did everything in his power um to avoid a situation like this so he doesn't have like his name and a birthday as his password right like i'm sure this man has like a very like strong password right with characters capitalization and and special characters even um so i don't i don't think it's that um, I don't know a lot about um, the specific third-party application, 
Um, but in terms of SMS text messaging and syncing that up with any social media account or any any internet account of yours, whether it be social media or not, it could even be like an email. Um, Twitter offers two-factor authentication, right? When you when you sync that up with something like an SMS third-party texting app, those don't always offer the same sort of security features, right? Such as two-factor authentication. So in terms of what Twitter could do, they could see that, hey, there's a vulnerability, um, whether they knew about it at the time of, of acquiring said uh, application um, or not, I don't know. But once they found out, and I'm sure they found out before they probably integrated it fully into their system, like, hey, maybe there's a security vulnerability present. And if they didn't, I wouldn't be shocked either if they didn't. Um, yes, some people might look at that and be like, well, it's Twitter. How do they not know everything that's in their thing? Like, how do they not know everything they're using? Things like that. But, I mean, there's a lot of code, man. And not everyone knows the whole thing. Probably no one knows the whole thing. You know, you only know bits and pieces. And even then, sometimes you only know the vulnerabilities there and, until you find it. That's the only time you really find out it's there, you know? Um, so in terms of what Twitter could do, they could not acquire the, the application. Uh which costs more. Which costs more. I mean, because then they have to spend money and manpower to, to make the same feature themselves instead of just having something that's pretty fleshed out and then just having to figure out the logistics of getting it set up with their system. Um, if they want to go ahead and acquire it, they could like add something that would add some sort of layer of security. Almost like a temporary firewall in a way. Or- in a way, yeah, yeah. Um, but even then, man... I. I don't know. I don't. I really don't think there's anything that Twitter can really do in this specific instance. I mean, you know, if there's a world leader that ha- that gets hacked in the same way that he did, I'm sure that the world leader is not. They're not sending their password to something you know that you can guess within five tries. You know, I'm sure Trump's not even doing that. You know, and people widely consider him to be unintelligent. Um, so, I think when this when it really comes down to stuff like this, I think it. it we can't look at internet security and just look at the big players in the game we can't look at twitter we can't look at facebook we can't look at instagram google apple we can't look at all these people and think that they're gonna have all the answers you know because at the end of the day they're just like you and me you know yes they do software and yes this is the company they work for but i mean i'm sure that they know stuff about what they're doing that you don't and i'm sure anyone out there that does anything at all i'm sure you know stuff that they don't yeah. You know, so at the end of the day, they're just people. No one's perfect. Um, and then even then, I think this just extends to a broader reach. So I think this extends to phone carriers, phone providers. Um, so like Apple, Android, Pixel, any of those companies. A- well, and in this specific case, AT&T was, one, was the phone carrier that this SIM swap happened on. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know a lot about either like uh, about like phone technology or networking per se but when it comes to sim cards and stuff like that like there has to be some sort of security like you can't just be hey push push this card in and boom you're good to go like there's got to be something that you can do along the same path of like two-factor authentication that would uh offer some extra layer of security yeah and i know just real briefly to bring it back into context for everyone is what could someone say that 
you went to school with or a friend of yours or a family member, what could they do to take an extra step towards having a little bit more caution on the internet and their digital self? Repeat the question one more time. Sorry. Yeah. What could people do, regular people do to protect themselves in a case like this so they don't get hacked or maybe even a simple tip of like how someone could have better passwords, something like that. Cool. So this glad you asked that. So the easiest thing that you can do right now in this instant is you can shell out the money to get a password manager, um, like an actual password manager that you, you know, put money into, not something like Chrome's password manager or Apple's. Um, I don't know if a lot of people know about this, but Apple's phones have been being hacked the past two years unknowingly by Apple even in those two years. Um, so things like their keychain, um, any of those passwords, anything that's encrypted that became available. So I wouldn't even trust their thing. I would trust the third party application that solely does this, that solely manages passwords and, and handles security. Um, one great one that I personally like using is no endorsement per se. Um, I'm not getting paid to say this, but I use one uh, password. Um, I like it. Um, they fit any kind of requirement that you need um, within the realm of the site that you're on. So if the site requires you to have a maximum number of characters of 20, you have to have a, you can you can have special characters or if they force you to have a special character or numbers like that, I would it's easy to set that up to the point where you're almost just looking at the maximum requirements and just setting it to that because why wouldn't you want your information to be as secure as possible, right? Yeah, I think that's a great piece of advice that the regular you know, person our age could download on their app and make sure they're slightly more secure on the internet. But again, y'all, before we head out, I just want to bring this back full circle. This is scary to some extent. If the CEO of Twitter can get hacked via this method called SIM swapping, anybody can get hacked. So I think it's necessary to take these small steps towards getting your digital self more secure. And if this were to happen to a world leader, it could be scary what what could go wrong in a mere five seconds. So I just want everybody to remember to stay oddly observant and make sure you're taking those precautions we just mentioned. Y'all go follow us on Instagram and on Twitter at Oddly Observant, and we'll see you next time. Aldo, you want to say anything else? Uh, No, just be aware and stay Oddly Observant, guys. All right, y'all. We're out. Boom! <laughs> <laughs>